Hey, we're back. It's Mana Sculpting. It's May 2nd, 2011. Trevor Isham here with Wally Bullard. Hey, guys. And we're going to make this one short and quick, but we would like to talk about the most recent thing that's happened, and that is that Wizards of the Coast traced the new Phyrexia spoiler list, and it actually turned out to be a group of Pro Tour players and has since levied the big ban hammer on top of them. And we're just going to chat about it a few minutes, and uh, we'd love to get you guys' comments in the comments section afterward. And uh, it's just been a hot topic on Twitter and Facebook, everywhere. It's blowing up. And so yeah, these are our thoughts. So, Wally, why don't you take it away, maybe go into the specifics for those people who don't know about it, and then we'll start sharing what we think. Yeah, so, uh, Wizards had, apparently, we didn't know if this sent out the godbook to, uh, some writers, some pro tour level players that write, I guess, and they get their advanced copy so they can, you know, study it and write, and you know, that's a topic in and of itself. But you know, Matt, who is our current world champion level eight magic player, um, decided that he would share it with uh, Guillaume Watmotapa, which means which tells me that not all level eight players get this because Watmotapa is also a level eight player, which so. I'm still trying to figure out how they decide who gets what. I actually tweeted to Mark Rosewater. Well, that, I, can, I can actually shut. They send it to a certain number of magazines that are officially sponsored by Wizards of the Coast. And they get the guidebook for the set because they're actually being paid by Wizards to write specific articles about the set. And it just so happens that Matty Young, I also... Being a pro tour player, he's also a writer for this particular magazine that is one of the few that get the God book. Wow. Okay, so I guess just lucky for him that he had to work for this Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's. get assigned this article. Yeah, it's um, fortuitous and. But I mean, it's not like Wizards didn't know about it. Like, they knew they were giving the God book to Lotus Noir magazine, and then subsequently that Guillaume Madillon would be one of the people who had access to it you know, weeks in advance of any other Pro Tour player. Yeah, and so, um, so he decided to, to share it with uh, Guillaume Wapatapa and um, two more uh, friends. Um, I'm going to butcher these names. Martial Moreu and David Gauthier. That sounds pretty close. Um, one of which... Uh, Mario is a level one pro, and I couldn't find uh, David Gaffier has any pro points. I don't think he has pro um, points. He has a rating like pretty close to two thousand, so like he's a respectable player. Yeah, so. he's he's getting up there. Um, and those three, uh, Waffle Tapo and the other two, are banned for eighteen months. Why? Ian Manuel has a three-year ban, um, which turns out to missing a lot of magic. And uh, potentially missing a lot of money, so I'm just gonna run through. I just wanted to see. I was just curious how much money he was gonna miss out on potentially. Yeah, I think this is um, kind of like a unique perspective that not a lot of other people have taken, and that looking at it from like this is like his career, like this is what he does as a job. I think you did some great kind of work here figuring out like the money of it. Yeah, so I'll I mean, just to go over what he's gonna miss. 21 individual sets of the game. With the new format, uh, 120 Grand Prix, 
12 Pro Tours, including three World Championships and 156 Friday Night Magics, if he chooses to go. Um, if he shows up for every Pro Tour, just walks in the door, he makes $27,000, which, you know, you can't live off that for three years, but that's just for showing up. If he went to every Grand Prix that he'd be missing, he would make $60,000. If he wins every event that he could have potentially gone to in the next three years, not including like an every cash event, he could have made almost half a million dollars just playing Magic. And this is, that's playing, that's not writing and everything else. In the Pro Tours, he gets airfare and lodging when he's there. So, I mean, just for going to the Pro Tours, he was going to bank $27,000. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, like, winning every tournament, a little unrealistic, but, you know, realistically, you know, $100,000, $120,000 is, you know, I feel those are pretty realistic numbers, you know, for him yeah. to hit in the next three years, right? So this is basically, like, $120,000 fine. Which is, it's astronomical. Just on him. Not to mention Just the other him. three, which yeah. are also pros. Yeah, cut all those numbers in half for the other three that are missing. And, you know, Waffle Tapa's had a little bit of success lately. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Second know, place at Worlds. Second. Top eight right. in the most recent, you know, Grand Prix in Paris. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. So, here, here are some of the thoughts we had, and we want to share them with you guys. First of all, I mean... To me, the banning seems incredibly lengthy. Three years is a very long time. Yes, he did something incredibly stupid uh, by sharing it with you know, anybody. Um, but I think the biggest reason that I'm upset with the length of the banning is that Wizards has not accepted any responsibility in any of its statements thus far. They haven't explained why they give Pro Tour players the sets week before anybody else, a uh, week before other Pro Tour players, um, and they haven't accepted any responsibility for that. Um, and then on top of that, um, it, I mean, just for all the reasons we just said, it's a very long time to take away somebody's career, and it looks very badly on the game when the current, you know, Pro Tour champion is not, quote-unquote, on the field anymore. Uh, we kind of likened it to saying, okay, next year the NFL, uh, Michael Vick and Peyton Manning are no longer playing because we banned them because they started practice week before anybody else. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just is bad for the game. Like, I'm... I am a player that constantly looks at what Matty Young and Waffle Top are playing because I see them as like the ideal control player today. And now I you know, I'm not gonna be able to do that. Yeah, I mean we're we're in a place now where uh two top eight pros, two level eight pros, right? aren't going to be able to play competitive magic and um, you know like what does this 
what does it mean to the game? Like, I mean, it's it's a bummer for for French players too because these are you know two phenomenal players that have been really you know carrying you know the French magic scene as far as being the faces of yeah. French magic. Yeah. So I mean, it's who who knows what's going to happen? You know, as far as the outcry there, you know. Wizards not seeking any, you know, like pursuing this, you know, from a legal standpoint, you know, I don't know if maybe there wasn't anything signed that he said he couldn't share, which is implied. You would assume that there would be a non-disclosure agreement, like you can't talk about this, you can't share this, you can't email it to your friends. Yeah, you know, and I think that that would probably be signed by like the magazine's editor and perhaps not Matt Young himself. And so they'd have to, like, go after the editor of the magazine, and the editor of the magazine would go after Matt Young, and, uh, you know, I just think Wizards is just like, you know what, that's way worse publicity than even a ban would be, and so they were just like, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And, I don't know, I mean, we just trying to figure out, like, what an appropriate, you know, ban would be. Like, this is, this is a big leak. You know, this isn't something that's happened. Yeah, well, and that's kind of, like, what brings us to kind of our next point, is, like, their Wizards has no set way that they discuss bannings, or, like, decide bannings. Um, we don't know about it. It happens behind closed doors. Like, nobody knows who the... Is there a committee? Is it just one guy? Is it a group of people? How is that group of people determined? Um, it just seems very ad hoc. There aren't any rules. Like, there are kind of general guidelines on, like, how you get DQ'd and what could happen after that. Um, but it just seems really almost, like, totalitarian in the way that there is no player input. Um, I just think they have to examine that, especially recently, because now they've had, you know, three bannings in a year and all level eight pros. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, that's, that's a lot of people gone, and one of the things that I know we talked about, and, you know, I, I wrote about for a second, is we are, we have a system in place to know who the best players, the best magic players in the world are. Like, not that they're the ones that should be deciding the banning, but if they have, you know, a responsibility like that, you know, to... You to, know, like, elect the people... Dude, maybe even like faces for these, you know, even just a face for who gets to make the decision. Would yeah. Be awesome. Well, exactly. Like, yeah, some some team, some group, some committee. You know, the rules committee. Whatever. You know, maybe it's the judges that do it. Is it the judges community? Like, whatever it is. Like, just make it more transparent. Yeah, and with something like this, it's like this isn't a question of of breaking the rules of the game or tournament procedure or. And I mean, this is this is such an extreme case of rules violation, and it's not even a rule; it's just, I guess, common sense violation. <laughs> right? Like, you don't you don't share private material. Like, I'm not going to take my you know top secret you know document and send it out to friends on Facebook. You know, it's top secret. Yeah. Uh, and if you like, if there's a couple articles of service, you know, about. You know, I think it was one of the sub guys. Neither, you know, neither of the Guillaumes were the ones that actually leaked it. 
And it seemed to me, reading the transcript of kind of the conversation before the leak, that he was just kind of, like, being a little bit of a hothead, like, thinking he was, you know, in with the Gilms and, you know, really cool that that was how he, you know. And uh, so it seems to me that it was, like, a little bit of arrogance uh, that kind of caused it to finally be leaked. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... That has a lot to do with it. And I mean, he had said something in, in the transcript of the conversation, you know, oh, I've been, you know, I've been playing with these sets for a week, you know, practicing with these. And, you know, there's there's something to be said. I guess, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter now because these guys no longer have the advantage because by the time they can play it, the set will be about to rotate, you know, except for Matt and Young, who will not see this set in play. Yeah, but like, I mean, how? I mean, the question though there is like, and because of this lack of transparency from Wizards, is like, how many sets before this has the same thing happened and not been leaked? You know, like how many other players or like groups of players have seen the set, you know, two weeks before LSV, or like two weeks before you know Patrick Shaven, like. You know what kind of advantage has there been in the past that has tainted, you know, the top levels of competitive magic that we don't know about. You know, that's yeah, the frustrating part. Yeah, yeah, because you you want you want to believe that the playing field is level. You want to, you know, and now I mean now we're winning. Especially, I mean, just just the realization that this is the last set in the block and there's a block pro tour coming up soon. That had they had this not happened or had this not come to light until afterwards, the Guillaume would have had two extra weeks to look in their block deck than anybody else. I mean that's it's double the time. That's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been more than double. I mean it would have been you know they would have had the whole set three weeks more than anybody else would have. If they if it was true that they've been playtesting for a week already. Got it, right? What's that? That's assuming that it was leaked the day Guillaume got it. Right? Yo, that's no, that's assuming that they had been playtesting for a week already. Okay. And that's I mean but that's sharing with this one guy. So how long had Matt had, had it before he emailed it to Wapo Tapo? Yeah. Or how long did Wapo had it before he Share it again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just such a huge chunk of time. But you know, as it is now, I mean, I think I think they did a good job of erasing the the you know advantage that they would have had by you know enforcing a ban. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with no that. Question, there's no question that. There should be a chunk of time that these four people can't play competitive magic. I agree. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I think it. I I think that a fair ban for all of them would have been the duration that this set is in standard. So just like the what, like two years and four months or whatever. Yep. So like, well, it would have been. I mean, I guess it would. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That, no, it's not even that long. I'm sorry. That's no, it's, 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 this, months, it's, yeah, it's 18 months. It's the same band, basically, that I think they all should have received what Wafa Tapa and the, you know, the other two guys got. I, basically, I think Matt Yarns was excessive. 
And yeah, I guess... I understand want to set an example, too. You know, and obviously a lot of people have access to the Scott book, you know, more than the, you know, the limited Rick Inside Wizard that I thought it was. Yeah. Like, when it first, I was like, oh, man, like, like well, I just assumed it was someone from inside the company that, like, released it. Exactly. And so did a lot of people. They share it outside. Like, it didn't even hit me that pros had access to this already. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I, you know, that that's my thoughts. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm upset at Wizards for the lack of transparency, and just for like allowing this type of situation to happen. I mean, clearly, I'm you know upset at Matty Young. Uh, I really admired him as a player. I thought he was fun loving, and he played great Magic, obviously, and he I mean, seemed to be a good guy. Like I haven't thought about that yet. Yeah, I mean, no. just he was almost. The world champion and player of the year. Yeah, I mean, just, we were very close to having this happen. Yeah, a, a ton and, of accolades <laughs> go his way, but you know, if I, I mean, at the end of the day, like he made a really dumb decision, and you know, to be honest, like I mean, definitely, you know, cheated to get ahead and to kind of let his playtest group have you know an extra shot at it. Um, but I guess it's just, you know, what I think we should learn from this is not only, you know, don't cheat <laughs> and don't bend the rules, but also, you know, Wizards, like, needs to supply the transparency, you know, that has been lacking with their release of the sets um, and the way that they handle bannings and rulings. That, that you know, there needs to be some sort of a system for both those things. If you're going to have a valid pro tour, you know, like, that's what, you know, other valid, you know, pro competitive sports have. They have a a transparent system and, you know, an established way of dealing with things and releasing things and establishing rules. And Wizards needs to kind of step up a little bit and and get that rolling. I mean, do you think that they maybe set the the banning at three years? Because this is... I don't know, probably one of the worst non-tournament related things that could have happened, right? That, he, that could be done. That, that doesn't need to be handled by the, by the law, right? Like, that could be handled internally. Um, so, is this them saying that the Mac ban that they'll ever hand out is three? But I don't, I don't see anything you can do at a tournament. Other, I mean, granted, like, you know, there, there are things that maybe could earn you a a life ban, right? Yeah, I think like... In the rulebook based on, like, you know, destroying stuff or stealing stuff or whatever it is. But, I mean, from an outside of tournament standpoint, this is by far, right? Yeah, I mean, the problem is is that... I think think the problem is that because they're pro tour players, that the ban had to be the size that it was, but not... A lifetime ban. Like, I could easily, if this was just like Joe Schmo, you know, like, guy with 1700 rating and went to FMs and played some MTGO, like, I yeah. could have seen them easily, you know, cracking down, like, legally, lifetime ban, like, the whole nine yards. Yeah, they, they want to save the face of the Pro Tour. As much as, much as they can. As much as they can, but yeah. but the problem is, is that it wasn't. Why was it not that kid? 
because Wizards doesn't give him the spoilers. <laughs> like, I'll be honest, I probably would have shared it with you had they sent it to me. And I would have shared it with you for sure. Like, but I, mean, I wouldn't have hopped on it. IRC intended to anyone else. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it would have been like me, like sharing my computer screen with you or something or like only showing it to you on my computer <laughs> like you would not have been yeah, like I don't know what to send to the file yeah we're, we're, uh, so obviously the Guillaumes are better friends than we are <laughs> apparently or maybe they just live <laughs> in the same city <laughs> well anyway I think we kind of maybe hashed that out as, as best we could but at the end of yeah, the day input, you know if if anyone listens to this that has a little more insight on how the the ruling was handed down, how the decision was made, you know, let us know. You know, wally.manusculpting at gmail.com or trevor.manusculpting at gmail.com. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to hear you guys' feedback. And, yeah, hit um, us up on Twitter, uh, at WDB, the number four, TH, or at Trevor Isham. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, I think what's really sweet is that the set turned out to be awesome. Um, I'm super excited to go play some pre-release this weekend, hopefully win some more cards, maybe do some drafts with those cards. Uh, I'm just excited for the set. I think it's going to be awesome. looks really fun, and I hope you guys all get out and play a little bit this weekend. Yeah, and uh, Trevor and I will both be at the pre-release in Lake Geneva at our favorite store, Lake Geneva Games. Yeah, we encourage you to be there. Uh, Jason's running some sweet, a sweet tournament. Uh, you can definitely win some packs. Um, and win one game, you win a pack. So not. Yeah, uh, so if you go if you go three and zero, you're in the finals for a box. Exactly. And you, play, and you only have to play against everyone else that's three and zero. So you know, so. come out, scoop to me, scoop to Trevor. We'll give you some packs. <laughs> Exactly. So, anyway, have a great time, guys. Hopefully we'll see you this weekend. Uh, if not, enjoy gaming wherever you are at. Uh, Trevor Isham and Wally Bullard for Mana Sculpting. Have a great week. Yeah, bye, guys.